Welcome to another episode of the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Humphrey, and our mission is to help you maximize your training through a blend of science and practicability. So let's get going. All right, welcome back. This is Luke Humphrey, and uh, today we are going to be talking about commitment. And I know that's probably a uh, scary word for for some of us, uh, knowing <laughs> maybe we're not as committed as we want to be. But uh, trust me, we've all we've all been there. So um, I want to talk about commitment today. I want to talk about um, some basics of commitment and really kind of set the tone that it's not a end all be all if you find yourself not committed um, and hopefully some ways to develop a, a commitment that is, um, you know, really, I mean, obviously we talk about running on here, but uh really this is applicable to a lot of things in life. So um, so let's just jump right into it. And so the definition of commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, activity, etc. And so whether it's running your first marathon with the goal of just making it to the finish line or a world-class racer in the Olympic Games, having a commitment level that matches is required, right? So um, whatever your goals are, the commitment level to those goals has to at least match what's going to be needed to accomplish that goal. Taking on something that's outside our comfort zone is hard. It's definitely hard. Um, if we're going to venture into that area of uncertainty, then having a commitment to the task is a necessity. All right, so... We just said that being committed means having a dedication to the activity, right? But what does that mean? So below are my list. I'm reading, obviously I'm reading from my uh, uh, notes here, but uh, a list of areas that would mean that you're dedicated and thus committed. So the first thing, persistence or consistency. Notice I didn't say perfection. It has been, it's been overused a lot lately, but it's really about showing up day after day regardless of the outcome and that's really where you're going to see a lot of the benefit from performance being committed developing a dedication even if it's not your best day just the fact that you're there and you're at the very least going through the motions is going to have a big impact on what you're capable of and, and honestly uh, chances are you're going to feel a lot better about yourself and you feel more positive about getting to that point than if you would have skipped a day or a few days, whatever the case is. Second thing, finding ways to overcome obstacles. So when challenges arise or your schedule for the day gets turned upside down, do you find a way to get something done or is it an automatic, well, I guess today just wasn't my day, right? And so that's what we want to be really careful of, right? We don't, we want to find a way to at least get something done. Um, even if it's not exactly what we wanted to get done, if it's not the workout we want to do in its entirety, but we were able to get, you know, half of a workout in, you know, that's a big, a big win. And so finding finding those ways to overcome those challenges is, is crucial. Third thing is self-discipline. If your time to run is in the morning, do you get it in or do you convince yourself that you'll magically have time to get that run in this afternoon, even though you've tried a million other days and it's never worked out, right? So, you know, having that discipline of, you know, setting the alarm and going out and, 
you know, getting that run in, even if it's like number two, where we have a shorter morning and so we've had to cut it in half or whatever the case is. The fourth thing is the mindset that failure will happen along the way. And when I was thinking about this, I mean, there's two, there's two ways that you could interpret this. And one is that the failure will happen at some point of a difficult journey, but I will take the lessons from this and apply it to the next time. So I'll learn something from it. Or the second way is just assuming that failure will happen because that's just how things usually work out for you that way, right? So, you know, usually I try something hard and it fails, right? So I just assume that that's going to be the case this time too. Fifth thing is appropriate goals. Uh, Do your goals line up with what your training will allow? Uh, With some of my athletes, they want to run really fast times, but their schedules are not aligned with what they want to accomplish at all. And setting the flip side of that is setting an easy, a too easy of a goal can lead to lethargic action. Too big of a goal can lead to frustration and becoming overwhelmed, leading to going into shutdown mode, right? And I've definitely been there um, where you just get overwhelmed. And so the easiest route is to just not do anything, right? But if we're too easy of a goal, then we assume that, well, I don't have to work very hard to get this done. And so you don't work very hard and then, <laughs> and then you become lethargic in your actions and things just don't get done, right? And so that's what we have to be careful. So we gotta set the right goals that are gonna challenge us, but encourage us at the same time, right? And so the beauty of everything I just said is that they can all be worked on. And so my five keys to developing a higher level of commitment. Number one, find your why or your meaning for taking on the task. And so when I started running, the reason was simple. I wasn't allowed to play football, but I love sports, especially baseball. So I'm a lefty. Uh, so I was first baseman. I pitched. I could pitch pretty well. And I had to. I did have to play shortstop for a while. But if you know anything about baseball, being a left-handed shortstop does not work at all. Uh, it is incredibly hard to turn a double play. Um, but anyway, I love. Ba- I love sports. I loved. I, I like. I liked football too. I, I kind of wanted to play football. But uh, luckily for me, my algebra teacher in ninth grade was also the freshman football coach. And so actually, he was also my middle school track coach as well. So this made a huge, huge difference, right? And so, I mean, I ran track in middle school, but it was like, I don't know. I, was, I didn't run cross country in middle school. Uh, I just, actually, I, I, I hunted with my dad a lot and then uh, played a little basketball in the winter and then ran track in the spring. But, I mean, track season in middle school is like six weeks long. So it's not like you, <laughs> and I only ran for those six weeks, right? So it wasn't like I was really training for anything. I wasn't serious about anything at all. But uh, Mr. Pearl was the football coach. He was my teacher and my track coach at the at the junior high level. And he's like, Humphrey, you're not playing football, man. You're, you're going to get killed. So like to put this in perspective, I've, I'm, I've been six foot tall since eighth grade. Uh, and I weigh, I, you know, in my prime of my running career, I was like 145, which is pretty darn thin at six foot. Uh, but you can imagine it, seventh, eighth grade being that height, but being like 115 pounds, right? So it was just incredibly thin. And, you know, the flip side, like my dad is 6'8 uh, and a bigger guy, not, you know, a couple hundred pounds, but like just, I got, I got in the middle between his height and my mom's height. And, uh, but I did not, I did not put the, I did not put the uh, mass on and uh, was not, was not well enough to play football by any means. But anyway, so Miss Pearl's like, you're not playing football, man. You're going to get killed. Go talk to Mr. Noel and run cross country. So, I, you know, I was, that's what I did, right? So I, I talked to Mr. Noel, 
and he was happy to have me. He had said, you know, he knew knew what I'd done in, in cross, or track in middle school, and was happy to have, you know, everybody's happy to get cross country kids out, right? Bring them out, bring them out. I just get those numbers up. Anyway, so that's what I did. And, you know, have you ever had a moment in your life where you just knew where you were supposed to be, or that was what you were supposed to be doing? And, and that was me. Like, that was like one of those decisions in my life where it was just like a hundred percent, either somebody spoke to me or it just was in the right place at the right time. But it was one of those things that, you know, I, I think about it. I've thought about it before. Like, where would my life be if I hadn't have made that decision? And it would be, I can't even picture what it would look like because I'm sure it'd be completely different of what my life looks like now um, and where I've gone, things I've done, anything like that. But, but that was it for me. I just, that, I just remember feeling like I'm home. You know, this is where I'm supposed to be. And so I'm not saying that you need an epiphany or an enlightenment or anything like that, but I am saying that you need to know why you do it, right? And because it makes you a better person, it makes you a better spouse, a parent, a boss, employee, probably some combination of those things, right? It just, you know, that's what a lot of people come to me and say, this, you know, it just makes me a better person. Uh, And so whatever the reason is, you got to find your why, you know, and maybe it allows you to make you feel like you still have limits to chase or adventures to take on. And honestly, that's where I'm at in my life. You know, my, my, you know, I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to run a PR in the marathon anymore, but I love competing. And now, you know, I, I will turn 40 next spring. And so that's a new challenge for me, right? So that I get a whole, I get a whole new career at 40 for a few years. And now I'm starting to think about running races that I'd never thought about before because it wasn't ever an opportunity to. There was never a window opening to do it. Now those windows are wide open. And so that's exciting, right? And I can still challenge myself. And then honestly seeing people like Meb and Abdi, uh, all these other people uh, that are into their 40s and are doing all these incredible things. And so, you know, to me it's not the same perspective as it was maybe 10 years ago. I was like, I wouldn't, I didn't even picture myself being running at 40. And now here I am, I'm going to be 40 in a few months. And it's like, it's, it's feels good to know that there's a lot of things that I'm still going to be able to be competitive at. And, you know, now people are going to be in their fifties and be like, well, 40 is young, but I'm speaking from like a professional running standpoint where, you know, yes, there's the Mebs and the Abdis, but that's two people out of, you know, hundreds that have run, they can run, you know, under 220 in the marathon in the United States. Right. So it's a very few and far between but we're seeing it more and more and that's that's what's encouraging to me all right so that's where i say i'm getting into that new category and i love the cha- I, I personally love the challenge of training and right now i love experimenting with things that work and what don't work how i can apply it to myself how i can apply it to my athletes how i can make them more successful and that's my why right to to to, to continue on and then to make my athletes better runners all right, so second thing, enjoy what you do. And this piggybacks on to what we were just talking about. So I, thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoy what I do. Not 100% of the time, you know, sometimes it is a complete drag, right? Like everything has ups and downs, but for the vast majority of time, I love what I do. I love the freedom it's given me. I love the freedom of going out on runs and going places that I've never been before. Uh, I love the challenge. I love the challenge of training. Like to, a lot of people hate the challenge of training, and we'll talk about those situations later on. But I love it. Like that hard feeling of training hard is what gets me going. Right? I enjoy that. And it's not necessarily um, taking it easy that I enjoy. I love seeing what I can do. 
Uh, and if you find yourself dreading lacing up your shoes for an early morning run, then maybe revisit what we just talked about number one and find a firm answer in your why. And if you can't, you can't find a firm reason for why you're doing it, maybe start seeking out what you really do enjoy doing, right? There's nothing that says you have to you have to do running for the rest of your life. You know, if you are doing a marathon just to do a marathon, that's 100% fine. But you can't kid yourself and say, well, maybe I'll enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy it, right? And then the more you want to try to accomplish and you still don't enjoy it, it's going to be very hard to stay committed. So number three, be committed to the process. Many times people are committed to results and seeing results early on spurs the desire to train hard. But what if you start seeing a plateau? Is the desire still there? Is it is the desire to figure out what you can do to fix that there? You know, as so I was thinking about this, and maybe it's maybe it's the hat culture that we live in today. You know, I don't know, but our attention spans are shorter these days. And when something gets harder, or we see a shiny new object, we abandon one pursuit for the next. And that's I, I notice that a lot, right? And so, you know, somebody says, "Oh, I just want to run a marathon," or they do that and they like they don't want to improve on that. They, I just now I want to do an ultra marathon, right? And so they just bounce from thing to thing to thing, and they never truly get good at what at one thing, right? And so you know, and it's all relative, I guess. But you know, I've always enjoyed just seeing part of the enjoyment to me is seeing how much I can improve, and now how much I can maintain of that peak level, you know. And it's I don't know, it's everybody's different, but I think. Uh, if you want to get better, you have to you have to be committed to the process and not what the outcome is going to be. Um, and so ultimately, I don't know if anything is wrong with the hack the hack uh, mentality that we have, or you know, just trying new things all the time. And so you, you're experience you're going to certainly experience a lot of new stuff. And so, but using running as my example, I, it, we, most people want to qual. Let's say we want to qualify for Boston. We get within a few minutes, but our performance stalls out. Right. And so, what do you do? For me. Early on, I probably would have just said train harder, right? But doing something repeatedly and getting the same results is literally the definition of insanity, right? And so when when that doesn't work, what next? And so now as I've gotten older, I've gone from through a career and I've coached over a decade and I realized that it's, it's, it is all about the process and we tend to put our training in a bubble and separate it from everything else in our lives. And where the truth is, if we commit to the process of getting better, we act, we have limitless possibilities to chase in, in order to become a better a better runner. But when a person lets go, when a person lets go of the results and the focus becomes more on the process, that's when I usually see the biggest breakthroughs. And so, just just like Elsa says, let it go, and you'll be good, right? <laughs> just thinking that because we're. My daughter was watching something the other day, so I had her on there. But I was just thinking about that. Just let it go, man. Or like, let go of what the outcome is going to be because most of the time you can't control that anyway. Focus on what you can and what you can go through as far as training-wise where you can eat better and sleep better and learn different training methods and, you know, all this stuff. That's that's what the process is. It's not necessarily, you know, I have to run a certain a certain time in order to be considered a successful, right? All right, so number four, recognize the failures that failures come with the territory, but it does not mean that you are a failure. And that, that was a tough one for me. I always saw myself as a failure if I did not reach my goals. And the truth is, if you're going to push the envelope of yourself, there's going to be those situations that fail, 
but simply because you're trying to grow, right? And so that's that was a big, big lesson for me to learn personally. And the, that when you're pushing yourself into a, a, an area that you're not comfortable with, and you're or it's uncharted territory, that's a sign of personal growth, not failure, right? We have to expect the road to be bumpy. Uh, so it, you, if it went smooth, then we would know that you didn't challenge yourself hard enough. If it if it's a rough road, we know we're in. We're nowhere in a growth type of zone, right? So you can certainly be disappointed if something doesn't go right, but don't dwell on it. Instead, learn from these sort of things, sort them out that what could be done differently, or if it's just a situation of needing another crack at it, right? I see that so many times, like somebody will follow, say they follow the Hanson's Marathon method, they follow the beginner plan, and they it was maybe just a little too much for them. It, was, it put them in a little bit over their head. The race goes pretty rough. And so they call, They say, well, I got to train harder next time. In reality, they, if they did the exact same thing again, they'd probably be successful that they just happened a second time ago at it. So, but if we looked at a failed situation as a reflection on ourselves, that's pretty depressing, right? And so it's hard to say, it's hard to stay committed to something if it doesn't make you feel very good. It makes you feel like a failure, right? That's not, that's not a good recipe to stay uh, involved in that situation, right? So the fifth thing is setting the right goals. And that really encompasses everything that we've just discussed. So have you ever, if you've ever missed a goal based on results, dang, I really just need to train harder. Sure. But what does that, what does that mean? Does that mean more miles, faster workouts? Uh, As a coach, I'd say it's, you know, usually people say it's both, right? Like I want, I need to do my workouts faster. I need to run more miles. But what does that person do? They add more miles and more intensity because, which only, only causes a further setback and then it creates an endless loop of pushing themselves beyond what's needed only to be disappointed. So again, over and over and over, I've seen people go through the cycle so many times in reality is they just need to back off a second, take a step back and look at the big picture and what's really going on, right? And it doesn't seem much like a winning, but that doesn't, that doesn't seem like much of a winning combination, right? Just training harder, training faster, only to be disappointed over and over and over again. And I get it, big weeks, fast workouts, they make great social media content, but are that is that what's going to make you a better runner? Is that what's going to take you to the next level? You know, not if you don't have the small sustained habits, you know, with things like the little things that aren't that aren't sexy at all, but they've got to be done and they've got to be done well in order for you to improve. And those are things like hydration, sleep, nutrition, mobility, strength. Do you have those things down? You know, you can run 80 miles a week. But if you're not strong enough to do it more than three weeks without breaking down, then what good is that, right? So these things that nobody really sees are what's going to be the most important for you to take that next step to the next level. And so if we put our success in the hands of a result, then you just take the ability to control the outcome out of your hands. You find a way, finding a way to set goals based on what you need and not an uncontrollable outcome gives you power and having that power makes you more committed. If you're more committed to do the right things, it allows you to have a greater chance of success, regardless of the things that you can't control, right? And so that is where the real power is at. That's where the real growth is at. And that's when I've seen people let go of running certain times, running certain miles, running certain workouts or certain paces, when they've let go of all that business and just focused on the things that they could control and being having those little details down better, that's when they've made huge improvements. And then they've shattered those walls. They've broken through those P, those old PRs. 
that's when the that's when the magic really happens. And unfortunately, it's the little things that don't nobody really pays much attention to, but they're often the most important. So, but going back to the goals, setting those right goals. If you're looking at things and you're only looking at times, and I've got to run a certain amount of miles, and I've got to run a certain paces for my workouts, but you're ignoring all those other little things, then you need to look at how you can improve those. And if you don't know, that's where a good situation is to have have a mentor, somebody in your running club, have a coach. You know, somebody you trust running, a training partner that's, you know, maybe ahead of you in that in that regards, you know, that's, you got to get some help on that from somebody if you're not sure where to go from there. Because having an outside set of eyes looking at, oh, well, you know, it might be easy for them to pick it up where you're looking at it. And it's like, you know, it's like one of those pictures that are all dots, but you're supposed to see, you know, like a ship or something in there and, and the dots and you're staring at that thing for an hour and a half and you can't see anything, right? But they look at it like, oh, yeah, it's, a, you know, it's a... You know, it's the Queen Mary, whatever, you know, and, and you're like, what the hell? Uh, but anyway, so you have to, you know, having a set of fresh set of eyes on something can really point out glaring things that we just miss when we're looking at it ourselves. Right. So but I think uh, I think the, the, the thing to take from this is really that these are all things that we can work on. Right. And so um, we can develop these and we can set up habits to to get those processes down and. A lot of times that's what it comes down to is just having the right habits, having the right mindset, and then all of a sudden the commitment's there and you're not even focused on commitment because you've done, you've taken the pressure off of that and focused on little things that you can do day in and day out, and all of a sudden that, that commitment's there at a level you've never seen before. So that's it for today. Uh, a lot going on. I feel like this is probably one of my little heavier topics, but it's still good. I think it's great information to take with you, uh, and actually if a good thing, good resource that we came up with is a commitment quiz. And there's a link in the show notes. There's a link in the blog post to take that quiz. And all it is is a series of questions. It asks you questions based on a lot of what we just talked about. And you score those. And then you see if your commitment's at a high level or at a low level. And then I've put together a couple of videos to kind of point out where you can where you can start increasing your commitment level if you're at a, a little bit lower level. So take that quiz and see where you're at, and then you'll know what you get some ideas of what to work on. So uh, with that, I will talk to you later. Have a good day, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening to the Luke Humphrey Running Podcast with your host, Luke Humphrey. If you like our show and want to learn more, please visit us at www.lukehumphreyrunning.com for blogs, podcasts, coaching, and training options. See you next time.